0: This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it.
1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker.
0: And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and Grumpy Old Man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey Suzanne. Hey Ruben. How you doing?
1: Doing well. It is a—it's your favorite weather in San Francisco today. It's like gray is it foggy and, and yucky? foggy. I and love it. Beautiful light to shoot in. I but, think you should uh, go take so some sunny. pictures.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry you don't. You're not happier about it. That's all. You're making no, me no. I'm quite, I'm
1: quite pleased. It makes me think of you. And even though you've moved to Santa Fe, I—you uh, know—kind of it's like a Reuben day.
0: It's a Reuben day. I—I I, I think I always hope that people look at cloudy days and think. It's a Reuben day. It's a Reuben day here. Well, (laughs) that's. I'm not sure if you're
1: being sarcastic, but I'm uh, I'm not sure if I I am being sarcastic. That's good. Okay, nicely.
0: So, okay, we're gonna go right into our show because um, because we're like that. I I have to say I'm really digging Clubhouse. I I know it's not it's not a podcasting thing, but I've met so many interesting people in this kind of new acoustic landscape and one and, and
1: audioscape if you will
0: audioscape <laughs> yes and one of the cool people that i met on clubhouse recently was this amazing photographer jeff lipsky and he was like he was in a room talking about photography and i was like i don't know this guy and i looked up his pictures and as as you said it's like i was going through his portfolio and i thought <laughs> i know that picture oh, I, I know that picture oh yeah who, who is this I, guy i
1: was blown away i just i got to, i'm looking and i'm like, oh. Actually, I've seen all of these, and then once I realize it's the same photographer, I'm like, "Oh, he! It's totally the same. Like it, it's like everything lined up." And I'm like, "Oh, now I understand. It's like this natural, like uh, just kind of casual like beauty." Um, but you ca- he he like said does a, such a great job of capturing his subject. Lots of celebrities, but not all celebrities. He has a lot of really interesting projects, he does. which we get to talk to him about today. Um, do you want to introduce?
0: All right. Well, Jeff Lipsky we'll, to Je- the
1: to the everyone.
0: Everybody, this is Jeff <laughs> Suzanne. This is Jeff Lipsky. Jeff, Suzanne. How you doing, Hi, Hello, Jeff. Suzanne?
1: Pleasure oh to meet her. you.
0: How are you? I, I like. Nice, I'm, nice to meet you guys. You have an amazing set of photographs. I, I would imagine you've been doing this your whole life, but I have a feeling that isn't the case. Is that right? Because you um, have an a, unbelievable array of of great subjects. I've Tell us. Doing it-
2: it feels like I've only been doing it for a couple of years. And so when someone goes, oh, yeah, you took that. That was, uh, you know, 10 years ago. I was like, what? Did I take that last year? So there is a little bit of a time warp when you think yeah. about your how long you've been in the business. But as far as, like, I always loved photography as a child. My mom still sends me pictures of myself holding a camera, you know, when I'm like five, you know, of
0: So, you did. So, you grew up taking pictures of, in some way.
2: Uh, I had a great interest in taking pictures, but I didn't know that I wanted to become a photographer until when I was in my 30s. What ha-
0: What was that moment? What happened? Mistake, um, You checked the wrong box?
1: You yeah.
2: Know? <laughs> like, I mean, I basically, you know, I was a ski bum in Telluride for 10 years.
1: You and have I'm a so ski prud- bum. I'm
2: so proud of my, like heritage of like where i came from in the ski bum world um so i was a, you know fly fishing guide for 10 years and i was a snowboarder and i taught snowboarding and of course i was a waiter at night and um <laughs> my last year teaching my last year in tie ride um someone said oh there's an opening at the paper the daily planet and they need a photographer to shoot you know, it's basically you shoot someone's portrait for the quote of the day and they might need another image of the, you know, of like a piece of snowball, a snow. or I mean, something so ridiculous, nothing big. And um, I was like, I really want that job. And my friend had it before me. And he said, you got it. It's yours. And he took Do me you the have paper, a camera? <laughs> and I literally had a camera that my I got for my bar mitzvah. <laughs> so you were shooting film. You started shooting film. Yeah. Well, yes, this was yes, okay. all film. Okay. And um, it was like Chrome film for the paper and they would process it right there and then you'd scan it. But um, I I was like so hooked. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like I loved it so much. And like, I immediately got invested. I went back in the dark room because I always had a dark room in my house when I was a kid. And I see, I always had that bug. Because your so, parents? Because your mom? Uh, no, no. But my grandfather was a photographer in the war and uh, I guess he had it. But I, I just knew that I just loved it. I had a class in high school, my senior year, called photo astronomy, and the professor Jerry Sklar, the high school, the uh, the teacher, literally put the bug in me. That's where, like I was like, oh my god, this is it was incredible, and that's where I learned how to de- develop film and stuff.
0: It just goes I, to show you how great a great teacher can be. Like you don't even have oh, to be interested in that field if a great teacher can get he, you interested. Yeah. in and yeah. you know,
2: years later, I contacted him and told him how much you know what he what it meant to me. That's so nice. Is yeah.
1: he blown away?
2: Yeah, he was a very cool guy.
0: That's a cool. So, I bet. You, I, I just feel like you're the poster child for every kid who's a, a, a ski bum, and his yeah. parents are upset. He, they need to yeah. like tell their parents, "Go look at Jeff Lipsky. That's what could happen. That's what the career path on. I could be. I could be on." I just He's want right. you to know. So, anyway, so you're I mean, in
1: Telluride you as a I'm ski sorry. bum. Mm-hmm. Are you taking like pictures of people skiing, doing tricks, any of no. that, or this is just? total separate life like I was just doing um, like
2: landscapes and okay just simple things I was more about the process of the photography like taking a beautiful picture and then develop you know doing the film and developing the film and of course entire ride the where the dark room was was in this old old building which was haunted and here you are in a dark room you know <laughs> and you know it's haunted you know uh it was quite the experience but um
0: how in the world would you go from tell your ride ski bum pictures at the local paper uh, to like movie yeah. stars that's a well, kind of a conceptual leap right? I was like
2: I I followed my heart I, I had this thing where if you love what you do you become good at it I realized like I love fly fishing so much and I love snowboarding I became a professional I became the best I could I became a, a very good snowboarder and a great fly fisherman because I loved what I did it's because I lo- I loved what I did. And um, I-, I said, Well, if I if you love what you do, you're gonna become successful at it no matter what. So I was like, I love photography. I don't want to do anything else. And I don't care if, if I starve, I want to be a photographer. And at the time, Los Angeles was at at, at the time, Los Angeles was um, on the map for photography because of mm-hmm. her Ritz and a lot of other photographers. And I didn't want to go to New York. I thought Los Angeles was the way to go. And I had a clientele from Telluride that I taught how to snowboard. So I had Daryl Hannah as one of my friends and one of the people that I would hang out with in Telluride. And she said, if you come to LA, I will, you can photograph me. I mean, who says that, right? Wow. Wow. And And I had other friends that knew somebody who had a studio, Smashbox Studios. And so when I moved to LA, I volunteered at Smashbox Studios at night in the grip room, stocking the studios for free for like, you know, half a year mm-hmm. while Daryl would let me take pictures of her if, if needed. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I got a Hasselblad and a roll film. And I was like, how do you roll <laughs> the
1: roll film and the Hasselblad?
2: <laughs> and then and gradually, you know, I started assisting and learning and went from there.
1: I've read an interview that you... um like when you were assisting you had to learn how to uh load different types of cameras with different types of films and you had to do it very fast so that you could yeah. then say you could do that and work for those photographers i don't even understand how stressful that must have been so stressful. Uh, what was your what was your big takeaway and why oh. uh were you like i'm just done i'm glad with that education what was what was next i mean
2: i have really fat i have really good dexterity with my hands i've always oh, had that skill for some reason um, like I can do origami. I can do things really. fast. I was really into that. So um,
1: well, I thought like fly fishing. You're like, right, I can right. tie yeah. those little flies. Little <laughs> fly. So, do, you,
2: do you do that? Do you know how to like tie? Yeah, tie flies, flies of course, oh. course. But um, yeah. you know, in the age of film, negative film, because everyone was shooting negative film when I started assisting photographer would literally like there was only there were so many cameras. Not like today where everyone shoots an icon or you know the street cameras. And that before there was so many different brands and different formats, and you had to learn the as an assistant, either you could start as a, you could be a loader. Like I wasn't going to be a first assistant, but I figured if I could be, I'm a really fast at loading cameras. And I learned because a photographer, my first photographer said, take my cameras home and learn how to load them. And they were pen oh, They were wow. famously hard to load. Yeah. <laughs> and I got really good at loading the pen techs. So when I worked for Mark Seliger, who would shoot a Pentax? He'd shoot a Mamiya. He'd shoot a medium format. I mean, a, a, a um, Hasselblad. He'd shoot a large format Toyo. He'd shoot eight by ten. And so you got to. I could get on these great sets because I'd be like, I can. I'm the fastest loader here. Yeah. Like Norman Jean Roy, I could load his. He was really <laughs> the people who could load fast, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> so I got in the set knowing because I was really fast loading. What an so
0: interesting fast skill! Fast. What, a, uh, like I guess everyone needs <laughs> their angle. Go.
2: Right. How do
1: you get out of that? Like, how do you not get <laughs> pigeonholed into being like? Well, that's like, another oh, he's thing. You don't want to the fastest draw in the west.
2: The word. Then I learned quickly. Never tell a photographer that you know how to load four by five film because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it takes because, forever.
2: Because because what happens is instead of being on set in this incredible experience, you're inside a dark room for eight hours loading film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what happened. You're like, so literally after a while, like who loads who knows four four or five? And everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know." And no one would say, because no one wanted to be in a dark room for the the entire photo shoot loading slides, loading loading the holders.
0: Right. Wow. Okay. So you're in LA, you're pals with Daryl Hannah. You've got a studio to work with. It's still, I mean, you've managed to rise in this field, of a very competitive and difficult field. And you've-
1: yeah. Well, he's do, working, he's still in the grip room and now he's assisting, right? right. You're I, I still, you're moving up a, a, from a lower Two years,
2: to... yeah. I did okay. a two-year two year assisting stint. And while I was assisting, I would shoot Daryl here and there, always building my portfolio. Or when you're assisting, you see film, like there's film left over from a shoot. And you're like, can I have some film? Oh. You would literally like- hoard the film because right. film is extremely expensive. So a lot of photographers are like, I'm by, I got, I'm fine back to New York, you can have the film. So you collected film. And then at the same time, when you're working on a shoot, these, I mean, huge, great photographers, there's always a stylist assistant and there was a makeup artist assistant or a hair assistant. And you became friends with them. Like, hey, let's all test together. Like, mm-hmm. let's do, what do you want to do? What are you working? Yeah. With? You know, and we we, a good friend of mine, I would do that with a stylist who was an assistant we started testing together and we built our portfolios together from, she had clothes left over from a photo shoot from Vogue where forever. And I'm going to get a model and I'm going to, t- we're going to get those clothes and we're going to do our own test. So that's really how it worked. At that Cause time. you have like meanwhile, an extra
1: day before you have to return like, that you've got and meanwhile that,
2: that that girl uh, with that stylist I started testing with, she started J brand jeans, you know, like every, it's amazing. Like oh, cool.
1: come,
2: I see lots of things like that, that happened luck. Luck. So you, right place. Right a great right. Serendipity. It sounds
1: like you've got friends that you're working with. You get to like work on stuff together and make each other better. Like I think yeah, that collaboration has only got to yeah. um it improves everyone.
2: And it's when like, you're and the film thing, another thing I, uh, I want to say about film, not just shooting film was so incredible, but the community. So everyone had to go to the film lab. That's the only place and on the west side where I live in Los Angeles. Whenever you went to the film lab, there are the other photographers who were there or the assistants were there. So Mm -hmm. as an assistant, you drop off the photographer's film, and then you met the other assistants and you're like, well, what do you, who are you with? Who are you with? Oh, can you get me on that job? And then when you become a photographer, you meet the other photographers and you become friends with them and you're seeing what they're shooting and you're talking. And that was the community of how we all connected in the, in the, in from the dark rooms. You know, we had printers working for us, but that's where we went to drop off our film and it'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe we just shot that cover. Oh my god, it was so good. And it was it was like the clubhouse before Clubhouse.
1: So are you still friends with a lot of photographers? If, oh, I mean, there's yeah. not this oh, like yeah. this film water cooler drop-off thing anymore.
2: Oh, big time. I'm a I'm a supporter. I love photographers being friends with photographers. Some photographers don't do well with that because they they hide their secrets and they're super competitive. And I can understand that aspect, but I've always taken the I love the community. I need to, there's only so many people that do what I do. I mean, there's so many different facets of photography, but in the type of photography that I shoot, it's so nice to have peers and friends that you can communicate with like, oh my God, I had this job and I I don't think I got the right rate or this was what happened and people can understand, they can help you. So it's kind of a nice, it's nice to be an open book.
1: Well, and everyone has a different eye, right? It's not like you yeah. you have your own sort of, I would say like um, bookable look, you know, you've got, we're going to, you're going to get hired because you have an aesthetic or kind of a, uh, an aesthetic to your work that is going right. to be unique to you. It's not going to be something that is, everyone is matching, everyone's doing it.
0: Well, I'm curious when you do look at your work or when you think about your work. Do you have a style? Do you think people can identify your pictures by a style stylistically? Is there something you do that things um, look a certain way maybe? It is a goal. It
2: should be a goal of every photographer that when someone looks at your body of work, they know what they're going to hire you for. They know what they're going to get when they hire you because that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're hiring you to, for you to do your thing. And if you're scattered and all over the place and you don't have a look and you're trying so many different things and a creative looks through your portfolio and and if they don't know what they're going to get from it, what's the point? Like you have stylistically, I think you should be cohesive. And I think it takes time for that look to come out. Like I didn't know I had a look and I don't think I I kind of know what my look is now because everyone tells me what my look is. So you kind of know what your look is when other people tell you what it is. (laughs) <laughs> right like Suzanne when you started the conversation like it was they were airy they were they were they were you know you you described my photography I was like, oh I guess that's how I shoot you're right mm-hmm. I mean I literally said oh my god that's that is what I do <laughs> you know like and every a lot of photographers want to be shooting a certain way but then they went up shooting a different way because that's who they are right mm-hmm. like I just like to keep things elevated and nice and organic and I like natural. I gravitate towards natural light. Like I have certain aesthetics and you shoot what it's important for you to shoot what you like, what your aesthetic is. And I think what's, what makes you successful is not necessarily shooting a certain style is that other people like your aesthetic as well.
0: Why don't you walk us through what a shoot is like with you? like is there a typical kind of shoot how you how you get the job how you go meet the subject how you prepare for it like mm. what's what's that process it depends, for you it
2: depends on uh, there's so many different facets i don't even know it, it depends on the type of shoot is it an edit editorial shoot or a commercial shoot let's say it's editorial okay that's my favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's much less complicated yes good um and more freedom you're not going to build a house with it, but it gives you a good portfolio. Um, So a typical, <laughs> I'll give you a, a good editorial shoot. Okay. Okay. We'll say it's Vanity Fair because that to me is the pinnacle of, of editorial. Because they're so nice, because they let you do kind of what you want. They want your best. You know, they let you do what you want to do. They let you be you as a photographer, which is so nice. So a That's call will nice. come in either through my agency or they'll call, contact me directly. Usually it doesn't make a difference, but usually it's through your agent. Your agent says, uh, you have a, a VF shoot holding the week of, you know, April 30th. And You're like, okay, who is it? Oh, we don't know yet. Wow. Okay, fine. I'll, let's find out who it is. So is it fun? Sometimes they'll tell you who it is. Is, is that a sometimes fun kind of? they can't because, you know, they're not sh- all these things. But you, they try to be upfront as soon as possible. So that's how they say it's it's a certain celebrity. Uh, and uh, it's not guaranteed that you're actually, they're asking for your hold. It doesn't mean that you're actually going to have it, right? You're like, mm-hmm. do I have the job or are they putting other photographers on hold? Because sometimes they'll put other photographers on hold waiting for approval from this talent or the celebrity publicist. So you'll be with other photographers and they go, oh, we want this person to shoot them. So I don't like that. I want to be like, Vanity Fair saying you have, this is who you're shooting. So 50-50, you're shooting so-and-so that week. And then immediately you're like, okay, wow, this person, I love this person. I want to do research. Um, You don't know what the magazine wants yet until you have a call with the creatives. And they'll say, there's a movie coming out. And we need something to be sort of, it is comedian, but we want it to be more serious. And it's going to be at this part. And they'll tell you what part of the magazine is going to be in. And so immediately you're like, okay, that part of the magazine, it runs like this way, or it could pretend, you know, you're like, you're already thinking the layout. So Ah. as an editorial photographer, you're not only thinking what you're going to do, I'm thinking like, how is it going to be presented in the magazine? And that has something to do with it. So, and then I always ask, does it, have to be in studio or does it have to be environmental? Like, does the subject asking for me to, to be shot at a certain place or do I have free time or can I pick a place? You know, because that's a big deal. You want full, you want, I don't mind if, if the subject's like, we have to shoot in this studio, it kind of confines you and makes you even more creative when they confine you a little bit. When they give you too much freedom, it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Right? It's like a
1: blank page. Like you know, you, page. you can almost do better within the constraints right. of something to push push against.
2: So an example is I had to shoot Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. David mm-hmm. Cross? Love him. And I love both of them. And they're both comedians. And I highly respected them. And I was like, okay, I got to shoot a comedic duo. What am I going to do? You know, like I literally wasn't what am i going to do. And they were coming out with a show together. And I was like, they were trying to think that I researched what comic duos are there. I'm like Bob Hope and Bing Cosby (laughs) golf course. I want to put them on a golf course and make them look like Bing Cosby and Bob Hope with the old school knickers and all that stuff. And they can play off of each other. And so we, I had a scout golf courses and it's not easy to find a right golf course that there's no play, you know, like that takes time. You have, you know, so I have producers looking for golf courses. We find the right golf course. I've, at the same time, I know what stylists I want to work with. We're already going over the clothes. She's photographing clothes that could be part of it. I'm going through lighting with, my, assi- with my, my head assistant. How am I going to light this? You know, getting my equipment orders together. Now I know where I'm shooting on the golf course, what hole I'm shooting at, what time of day. So then I know my lighting. I know what the clothes are going to look like. And then, you know, the fun is like putting it all together wow you know and then the magazine's like oh by the way we have to have an extra setup it just can't be all on a golf course i'm like oh okay fine i'll put them on a bicycle and someone's riding a bicycle and the other one it's a tandem bike and the other one's in the behind the bike hanging out like being toted around and so we had to get a prop person to bring the bicycle and ride yeah. and be able to ride it without moving you know the whole thing it sounds and like a lot so of work, things it's a lot
0: work. oh my god
2: well, that's a complicated one or it could be as simple as you're shooting so-and-so at a hotel room at the Four Seasons, it's six o'clock. And I'm like, okay. The hotel rooms, I know that place that they're not very good looking and there's no natural light. So I got to bring lights and I'm going to bring a backdrop. And I'm hopefully, and you got to make sure the backdrop fits in the room. Right. And then you try to be fun and do things on that. You have to think on your feet.
1: Improv. How? <laughs> Complete
2: improv. Is that the key skill?
0: Like, you think that's a super key skill to oh, being a photographer?
2: You gotta be able to when the shit hits the fan, you gotta be able to pull it off. Anyone can take a great picture at any time. It's when you have to take a right a great picture when everything goes wrong and everything's against you. You gotta be able to still take a great picture.
0: That's what separates the
2: photographers from the non photographers. The, the pros know. can deliver. The pros deliver, deliver no matter and what. Right. Yeah. We're on demand, like you're on set and time to be creative and now. You know, not like a writer. Like I'm waiting for the thoughts to come to me, and I can, I need to be inspired. In in editorial photography and commercial photography, it's like okay, time to you have to be you have to be creative at four (laughs) thirty. It's not easy.
1: Do you think being an assistant for, I mean, really dedicating a couple years to being an assistant and working in a grip room and all of that, like you put your time in. Do you think that that helped you kind of be? become better at this improv because you got to see it happen live when you still sort of had training wheels or when you're watching someone else?
2: Well, you're watching other people make the mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I, or you're watching people really good at what they do going, wow, that's incredible. So you're learning. They handled that so well. You're being a fly on the wall more than anything else and learning the skill without having to actually, Mess up, you know, (laughs) like a lot of times I'll be on set. I would be on set as an assistant going, Oh my God, thank God. I am not the photographer today, you know? And now if I'm in it really deep and things aren't going right, I can look over at my team and they go, Oh, I'm so glad it's, I'm so glad it's you, Jeff. And not me. (laughs) Like, you know, I, I'm getting, I see the sympathy in their eyes, but and and there's a saying on my set. I don't want to say I do a little gesture and my team I've been with for like 10, 15 years and if I'm really not having a good time and it's really it's a really bad shoot and you you know you're stuck, I look over at my guys and I'll go like this. I go, I just do that. And that means I want to be in bed under the covers, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's all that means. I don't want to I want to be under the covers right now. That's funny. But and they just laugh and you just have to deal. Can you
0: tell us a story of like a, a shoot that just went off the rails? Just the wrong, like you barely
2: oh God, so many. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many shoots that have gone off the rails. You just have to like, okay, so I can give you one where, uh, I mean, I've had Sharon Stone put me in my place. Like what, what happened? Oh my God. You know, you're not shooting me with that camera. You're not shooting me, you know, like, and she's an exceptional person and she knows her thing. Um, I once had, so I was shooting Sharon Stone for a cover of a magazine and it was a beautiful day. And I, I'm a natural light shooter and I was shooting with, a four, with a, this particular shoot. I've shot her digitally later on, but this is early in my career. And I was shooting with a four by five camera and the four by five camera kind of looks like it's lower than it should be. I can't describe when you put it on a tripod, like she didn't like the, the height of my camera. She didn't wow. like that. I was shooting her from a low vantage point point. <laughs> and it really wasn't that low, but I knew what I needed to do for the crop because it was a cover and she basically said to me, "She literally stooped down, match my camera, right? And she was mocking me in front of thirty people. <laughs> and every time I moved my camera, she'd stoop down. Like, like she was like playing a game with me until I could put my camera at the right spot, and then she went she went up. And then I started shooting, and then I had a piece of foam board bouncing light bouncing natural light into her. Because I wanted it to be a natural light cover. And at the time, that's all I needed for this beautiful light. And she's like, You're not shooting me with that. There's no way. Wow. And I, I just seen her fire the hair person on set, you know. So I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Listen, listen, I got a grip truck right there with every piece of equipment a photographer could have. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment is in that truck. And at this moment, this piece of foam. Is the best lighting tool for right now. Please let me do my job. And after that, I shot her for long, everything. Okay. Really, she sounds like
1: yeah. quite a character. You went her over. get her on your.
2: That's amazing. You pulled the side. thorn out of the, the paw of the lion. Yeah. Uh, you know. And then the, now, the, when that happens, I'm like, wait a minute. I've done this like f- so many times. Just let me do my job, please. Let me. I know when you feel confidence. It helps you, you know, but when you're beginning, you don't have that confidence. They feel your confidence. Yeah. I realize, oh, I can't do this. I've done this before. Just like showing your work in front of someone that you like like, trying to get a job. If they're turning the pages or turning the PDF in front of you and you're not too comfortable with what they're seeing and you're with them, they see that, you know, Mm -hmm. and now when you show work that you that you're confident about, it shows off in you. You know, you, or if they don't like it, you're like, tough. I like it. <laughs> you confidence
1: know? is attractive. And I think ultimately oh. when you are the photographer, you have to, it's not just, it is getting the shot, but you also have to wrangle the energy of an entire crew while you're there. And so I think you need to have that confidence that can wrangle a star who mm-hmm. maybe has opinions on mm-hmm. hair and camera height uh, and be able to, to let them know they're in good hands. Like uh, they don't need yep. to worry about this. You've got this. Um,
2: I tell my crew, please just give the illusion that I'm in control.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you need to give I me a hard time, say, whisper. Give the illusion
2: that I'm in control and everyone, we're, we're going to be good. That's hysterical.
1: Um, well, you've shot a lot of famous people. I mean, Dustin Hoffman, Anderson Cooper, Tony Hawk, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Zach Efron, Emma Stone, Ellen Page, Aiden Brody, Adrian Brody. I can go on and on. Wow. Um, is it ever distracting by like how good looking they are? Like, do you ever kind of get lost in that?
2: (laughs) I'm like, you're really good looking. Um,
1: (laughs) Was that a Zoolander? (laughs) uh,
2: Um, It's interesting shooting actors because actors are used to being in front of, they're used to being, you think they're going to be natural in front of a camera, right? Mm -hmm. They're only natural in front of a movie camera. They're not natural in front of staring at a lens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they have a hard time not moving. You know, staring at down a barrel of a lens is not easy for anyone to do. But right. Some people have that natural, like, it's interesting when you, like you're shooting someone and they just appear to be a certain way. And then you look through that lens and you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. See it. Wow. That's why they are who they are. What they is it about? Look. What is photogenic?
0: what is it really? I mean, because it it's, it's, well, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like people oh, God, look normal. Yeah. They look great. And you look through a lens yeah. and you can't get a picture of them. And I've my
2: always God. wondered what that is. Um, you know, there's people that are professional people who literally can spot a model in an airport and make a career. They have that. They, they know what they're looking for. And for me, once I put my, that's why it's important. I like you looking through my viewfinder and I don't know if it's part of, I don't use an electronic viewfinder, but I like looking through the glass or the lens. When you look through the lens and you see somebody, it it does something. It's not it compresses, it changes, and also lighting and things. But sometimes I look through my lens and go, "Oh wow, oh my god, that really," you know, people have people can turn it on like that, and nothing. But nothing's worse than a celebrity who does not want to be shot. That's misery. Does that happen? How how do you deal with that? celebrity photographers we get them to stay we get them to like <laughs> you know when someone's like when a publicist is like they got we only got 15 minutes for this shot they mean it and yeah. my job is to be like I'm gonna make them stay for an hour mm. watch and you know what I mean like <laughs> magazines like freaking out They're like oh my god we only got 15 minutes to do a cover and two insides I'm like just, just we're gonna get it don't worry about it and I'll talk for 10 of those minutes and the publicist is in the magazine's like freaking out. I'm like, don't worry, it's okay. And then you loosen them up, you make them feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, you're we're all in there for the same reason we're gonna do, you know, and if you cooperate, we're gonna take better pictures. So you really try to make the subject relax and, um, you know, enjoy the process because it shouldn't be painful. It should be an easy, I like to make photo shoots as easy as possible. When someone says to me at the end of the shoot, Oh my God, that was such a great experience. It was so, it was easy. I'm like, yeah. that's the greatest compliment. Yeah. There can I be a lot of working... going on behind the scenes and hundreds of people and all this stuff involved <laughs> and the productions and all that stuff. But when you're actually shooting it and you're with that person and it seems so simple where I'll close everything off so they don't see all the, everything behind the curtain. And it's just us. Yeah. Simplify it because that's the hardest thing to do in, this, in the celebrity editorial world is simplifying the photo shoot or giving the illusion that it's a simple thing. In reality, it's not simple, but if you can let it seem it's simple and easy, then it relaxes everybody.
1: I love that. My question was actually, you just answered it, but I was going to ask like, how do you, you know, when you have 10 minutes in the four seasons with, you know, no good light besides what you're trucking in and you have 15 Mm -hmm. minutes and you're working with a client or a a talent who does hundreds, possibly thousands of photo shoots. Yeah. How do you come in with like a concept to (laughs) figure, to to figure it out so quickly, but it's fresh,
2: something fresh. fresh, you know, and also, you have the understanding that's that's on your back. If you do a bad job, you won't have another job at this publication, too, right? So you're like, there's pressure on you. Right. Uh, and the first and foremost is to make sure you take a beautiful image of somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I like to make. Who doesn't want to look sexy and cool? What guy doesn't want to look cool? Right. You make them. Right. You make them look cool. Right. Women want to feel comfortable and, and beautiful. So do men. But I like my lighting is all. That's why my lighting is sort of. I change my lighting up a lot, but it's always to serve one purpose is to make someone look as beautiful as possible.
0: And you do it with natural light. Mostly it's your preference.
2: um, You know, I do a lot of, you know, depending upon what it is um, in my strobe light, I like it to feel natural as well. You know, I play around with it and when I'm shooting cover, a cover of a magazine usually the cover lighting is different from everything else because the cover sells the magazine. So I might use really hard snappy strobe light to bring the magazine, you know, make it pop on the newsstand. And obviously that makes the subject look fun too, you know, and then maybe on the insides, I change it up.
0: What's your, what's your personal photography like? Like you, you pick up a camera for fun for yourself. Yes. It's
2: natural. It's very natural.
0: Family, kids travel.
2: Always. Uh, Um, Sort of low light. Um, I love, you know, I think all photographers emulate window light. I mean, Annie Leibowitz's career, all of her lighting is window light. You know, I mean, that's what we all, Irving Penn. We all, there's a certain aesthetic that we love, that, that, uh, I mean, that I appealed to do. So I'm always looking for that type of lighting. That simple, soft, um, subtle, nothing hard and nothing too moody. I'm not a moody photographer. I appreciate moody imagery, but I just don't I just don't shoot it. I don't have I think, it in there. I think of myself as a moody photographer.
0: That's all I do is mood. Yeah. It's just moody, but I'm not a pro. I just I mean, like I want to be an that. edgy
2: photographer so badly, <laughs> but I just I can't. Like I'm like I gravitate and I really enjoy looking at edgy photography. And I'm like, oh shit. Listen, if I shot edgier and more lit, I would have a much bigger entertainment Photography career, I think, as far as entertainer entertainment advertising. But I just, my agent's always telling me to like light things a little bit more and change the color a little bit more. Hmm. She knows what people need, what the, what the studios and what the advertisers want. And so I do sometimes do that quickly on set, but I just, I'll be lit for, for a shot. And then there could be a little bit of light coming in the studio. I'm like, oh, stop, turn off the lights. I want to use the light that's coming in the studio. <laughs> I want to use that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, it happens, and that's this. what runs. And that's what runs.
0: Yeah. I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm looking around you and there's pictures on your walls. And we always like to, I think oh. it's really important to look at I'm what kind of photographs that I mean. photographers, oh, oh. what you put up around you, what do you surround yourself with? Oh, that's, and there's stuff that's yours. I, it looks like a lot of that, that is that yours. But,
2: the Hemingway is not a picture of Hemingway. Whose is but that? That's my favorite photo. It's a picture of Hemingway shortly before his death, and he was living in Sun Valley, Idaho. And this photographer, who I, I should know his name, um, is no longer with us, shot it. And I wanted this image so badly, I contacted his son and, to get the image, and his son didn't have it because they don't. They, the they, photographer's they, son or Hemingway's yes, son? Yes, the, photographer, the okay. photographer's son, uh, but they didn't have the estate. They didn't have the rights to the photograph, so it was at it was Getty, and I had to go to Getty and purchase it. And then I had my printer printed up as big as I could print it and put it in my office. Cause it's Hemingway kicking a can with this uh, in the ski resort. And you see the mountains behind him, And, you know, he's such a serious brooding man. And here he is at play. The photographer captures him on a walk, the intimacy of him, just him on a walk and then kicking that can is so special. And that's kind of like what I appreciate about, it inspires me to shoot people in that manner, catching them in that aloof, off guard moment yeah. of who they really are, and that's, I totally that's what see I try. That that's work. what I strive, and that's why I have that image up there.
1: Oh, I, you can Google
2: it. It's good. It's, it's called Hemingway kicking a can.
1: <laughs> Not kicks the can, but kicking right. a can. Kicking
2: can. You'll come. You'll come up with it right away.
1: Uh, well, actually, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about um, this intimacy and probably the the favorite your favorite celebrities in your life, your family. You've done a project since quarantine called Home Quarantine.
2: <laughs> like every photographer,
1: yes. <laughs> <all do> that. <laughs> But I love, I really love it. And I love that you're sharing it. Um, can you talk a little bit about yeah. just obviously, I mean, I think we probably understand the inspiration, but I'd love right. to hear it in your words. But,
2: well, I mean, when you're, when we're stuck at home, you're, and my children are always, have always been my muse, like any parent, you know. Yeah. I've trained them so well to pose. <laughs> They're really good at posing. And I have a great house with great light. And so I just, they inspire me. Sometimes they'll just be sitting around and I'm like, they're like, oh, here comes dad taking the pictures. <sighs> and uh, I just, I was, I literally, I was, I had to shoot. I wasn't shooting. And if a photographer, if you're not shooting, you just go crazy. So I put up a little backdrop. I was like, what do I have? I don't even have equipment. And I put up a quilt from a bed in my backyard, you know, in the backyard, an open shade. And I tried to shape it as much as possible.
0: It's very Irving Penn you know, with of like
2: darks. And so uh, <laughs> I just started taking portraits of my kids on this background. And then I just started documenting their life in quarantine and you know i wasn't going to show it but my it can that you know that's what leads to jobs too you know that's how you get work by showing that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you know not just celebrity stuff
1: there's this one of your son who is I I'm not, I'm really bad at guessing ages, but he looks to probably like preteen, maybe yep. 13, but yep. he's just Both. kind of like draped himself in this almost like S curve as the refrigerator doors open, which is oh, yeah. something I probably did growing up all the time. And my parents would does. be like, stop shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: there, there's a line. About what you want. There's a line in maybe the big chill or something where someone's doing that. And someone walks up behind them and says, that's a problem with these things. You got to watch them every minute.
2: Yeah. <laughs> probably, uh, what's his name? The fly, what's, um, what's his Jeff name? Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I shot Jeff not too long ago and he's exactly that character, by the way. Is it
1: <laughs> You have and you have a great picture of him. Like it's just like this perfect kind of like Yeah. You know, expression that just it feels so him. But your son is like in. He's he's not wearing a shirt. He's like it's from the back, and he's wearing these pajama pants. And I feel yeah. like this is just kind of the quintessential quarantine picture for so many of us. I know the plaid oh quarantine pants that no one takes off. That's um, super sweet.
2: And I'm lucky enough. I put my kids. I shoot. I've shot a couple campaigns with my family. Oh really? Yeah. I put really? Them in a, a Uniglo campaign.
1: They're adorable. Yeah. I mean, and like I did a
2: commercial I, too, and I put them all in the commercial. It was really fun at my house. I think the, the picture, the picture of oh, your son in
0: the background and your, is it your daughter leaning backwards or with her head backwards? Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's crazy. like on an Eames chair I love the, the
0: composition of that's oh, beautiful. It's it beautiful. It, with him iPhone, in the back. It's super iPhone, great. It's amazing. An iPhone's amazing, right?
2: You have a camera. I, I actually have a little Leica, a Leica that I call oh. it my point and shoot. Cause I, it's just an M9, mm-hmm. but I always have it accessible immediately so I can grab it and take pictures with it. And that's what I've been doing lately. And it's. So it makes you know, I always say it's not the arrow, it's the archer. But sometimes yes. when you take that image on a like it. Oh my
0: god! Well, sometimes a great archer needs a nice arrow, right? right? But you know, it's not all the arrow, it's not all right. the arrow, you know.
1: <laughs> so, Jeff, you've talked a lot about um, your three T's timing, tenacity, and talent. Um, that kind of helped you make I heard me say really- that.
2: <laughs> She's good.
1: <laughs> um, that uh, that kind of helped you make the leap um, and really just commit to your gut of like I'm doing. You know I love fly fishing, I love snowboarding, but I also love photography, and I'm going to do it and go after it. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about your three Ts?
2: I mean, it really is. So I I believe in it. I truly do. If you you know if you if we're constantly are you if you're persistent enough and want it enough. It's going to happen, you know, it's a matter of time when that open window opens up and you can get in. Um, so, you know, t- t- timing is really luck in a way.
1: But capitalizing on it,
2: it, it. You have to be ready for that moment.
0: They say yeah. preparation and opportunity. That's yeah. luck, right? So, so
2: Timing, tenacity and talent. Yeah. There's a lot of photographers out there that aren't that, I don't think they're that personally that good and they're doing really well. And I'm like, well, they got good timing and good tenacity, mm. you know? And then if you have talent. It's a bonus. You know, it's <laughs> a <laughs> bonus. <laughs> you know, you can be everyone. Anyone can be more successful if they have more timing and, ten- and talent and uh, timing and tenacity. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And talent to given. You really have to have the talent. You can't go anywhere really without.
0: I often that. I often say that I've never let my lack of talent interfere with my creativity because like <laughs> really, like, I, like you can't let that get in your way. You've got to just sometimes do it anyway, yeah. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what is it? Ten percent inspiration, ninety percent perspiration, or yeah. what's the other one? Nothing in the world is more common than a talented no than an unsuccessful person with talent. Nothing in the world is more right. common than an unsuccessful person with talent.
2: Yeah, you know, there' no other saying I'm into right now because it it applies to photography today and what? where I am sometimes. Is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again,
1: and expecting a different result. And
2: expecting a different result. <laughs> yes. And uh, that can happen because you get stuck in this routine of like, I'm just going to show this work, and this is what I'm going to do, and to yeah, do it. Right. and then you're like, how come I'm not doing this? Right. Well, yeah, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over again, so. I'm trying to live by that mantra and change, shake things up as we all should.
1: So you love what you do. um, And I think it's so great that your children get to see you have this job that you love. What advice would you give your children if they decide to follow in your footsteps? Mm.
2: uh, You know, just follow, follow your passion and do what you love. That's the most important thing. And if you, and if you do, if you love what you do, you'll be successful at it no matter what whether monetarily or, you know, you'll, you'll fulfill yourself yeah. um, and also don't become a photographer for monetary success right <laughs> well, my, my, i thought that
1: was going to be full stop and I also just don't. Don't, don't be a
0: photographer <laughs> my, my, my parents advised me not to be a photographer they uh, were like oh just do that for fun please god just do that for fun and go get a real job well, this,
2: <laughs> right well i i worked with my parents because they thought i mean after being in a ski town for 10 years and i said i want to move to la and become a photographer they were like yes oh my god <laughs> So you sandbag yourself. No. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but, and honestly, they supported me so much in my career and believed in me so much and being surrounded by people who believe in you is everything. And that's I, tr- I attribute everything I've done to my parents' support in helping me.
1: Are they still around?
2: Yeah, they' they they just flew out yesterday. We first time they we were seeing the grandkids in a, in a year and a half. So, oh, yeah, so it's awesome. been a tough year. It's been a tough year. It's
1: been tough. <sighs> uh, oh, I have two questions. One is um, we were talking to Deborah Feingold the other day, and she was telling this story about finding an old contact sheet, and she discovered a photograph of James Brown that she didn't wow. even, like, remember years later. Um, And it's it's now, like, in, in a book. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's like a famous mm-hmm. photograph. Do you have any of those stories, like, you've kind of rediscovered so or- shit.
2: Tell me one. I mean, I have I constantly okay. I'm gonna give you a visual display. Yes, please. Yes. Hold on. First of all, let me fluff this pillow behind me (laughs) because it looks good. I don't even know where to begin. I have so much. I have boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of polaroids oh wow. oh my god thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands of them wow. oh right. this is just a bag of polaroids and look if you just look like oh here, this floor here what's this oh let's pull it out what is it oh that's the cone brothers oh <laughs> you know like like oh i shot i forgot i shot them i'm like oh what's that Oh that's Aiden Quinn. I forgot I shot Aiden oh Quinn. You have a yeah. memory loss. You, yeah. You're like, "Wow." And uh. I was like, "I forgot I shot Amy Adams." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your rejects are pretty amazing. I
1: yeah, can't even those are tell beautiful. you. But
2: I never I didn't show this shoot cuz I hated it so much. I never put it in my portfolio. So like I have like it's like you know, a horrible one of Dustin. But like I, I, have, I have I have people and I shot a lot of things on medium format.
0: It's like Mary Poppins so like, like reaching into the bag and pulling <laughs> out stuff.
2: A treasure trove. And some of it's not necessarily, you know, the most appealing stuff. You know, or, or someone was big and someone isn't, or depending what it is. It's like, and so I sometimes when I'm board, I go through my my um it's Jessica Lang oh
1: beautiful is that with her dog? H- macy
2: i was wow. back with that one huh wow yeah so i literally have like i go through things and i love polaroids i don't go th- I, my contact sheets are very organized i have books of edits mm-hmm. and i can go through them in an organized manner film wise but when the polaroids i just threw them in boxes so now i'm going through them and i'm thinking about nfting some of them and i have you know i have like oh, an totally. archive of paul walker and a lot of it, the polaroids are incredible yeah. oh
0: yeah I'm that a that is...
2: family for to, to, to do charity work for the foundations and sure um just so it's so much fun for me yes it happens i have fine things all the time <laughs> um
1: <laughs> well i do have one last question okay. that we yeah. do ask every guest if you could describe your photography in one word uh, and we accept hyphenate, yeah, uh, hyphenated words as well. But if you describe your photography in one word, what would it be?
2: Of Who I am as a photographer, or what my, my what my photography is in one word?
1: Uh, we usually, uh, I mean, apply it as the work. What would you say the the work is? But um, we accept either answer. Hmm.
0: Yes, we're flexible.
2: Hmm. How about honest? That's so cheesy. Don't say that.
1: Hold on. Okay, you can you can, re- you can retract <laughs> that. Was cheesy. that.
2: That's what a a, a commercial photographer say, collaborative.
1: um, Hire me, hire me.
0: (laughs) I I work well with others. I love collaboration. Efficient Efficient and and economical.
2: uh, (laughs) Uh, I don't even know. I think it's uh, organic.
1: Organic, yeah. You said that. something earlier too, unforced, which I think yeah,
2: unforced, organic, unlit. It's
1: like it is. It's just you <laughs> feel like there's this authenticity in the moment of people, and you your work does have a spectrum. I mean, you're you shoot color, you shoot black and white, uh, but it like for each photograph, whether it's Dustin Hoffman or know, Patrick Harris, there's like something to it that just feels like. They could almost have been doing that on their own and you mm-hmm. happen to catch it. You happen to like facilitate that, but it's, it's there and it gets, you get to see them. Uh, and I, I just, I really appreciate that about your work.
2: Oh no, thank you. That's what I, that's what I like to achieve. That's what I want to achieve is that, you know, and it's also fun to shoot people in character too. I got it. You know, it can be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Know, oh and man. Their
0: characters. Jeff, we could do this all day. This is super, I really am enjoying Hanging out. I, I know we hang out a little bit on Clubhouse, but this is a much more, this is a better venue for that. But How I think we have, I think we have to kind of wind it up. Suzanne, you have anything uh, you uh, want to Just
1: Jeff, where can, um, where can the people find more of your work? Obviously at jefflipsky.com. Yes. Uh, as well as on Instagram, <laughs> Clubhouse. Jeff Lipski.
2: I'm, I'm a big believer of uh, Instagram is is a, is a a uh, an additional portfolio of your website. I always think that people shouldn't judge the imagery that you take just from instagram because that is just a that's an inside ins, insight thing insight for a photographer but um Lipsky.com is my body of work pretty it's great yeah there's and a lot instagram of instagram is more of an in, of a behind the scenes look nice. and some imagery so
0: all, all right let's well, wind it down thank you jeff thank you you guys are yeah. rock
1: thank you so much for having us so quick um, i
2: didn't even get a chance to finish my whiskey Uh, you know what
1: (laughs) we just made you talk too much i know that
2: well you can finish it now that'll be fine we're
0: gonna go get Uh, some whiskey ourselves
1: uh no for sure and jeff yeah thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure we can't wait to have you back our show is recorded and produced in san francisco and santa fe go to neomodern.com podcast to get show notes see photos and post comments don't forget to subscribe on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you're listening now Leave reviews and ratings, especially if you like us.
0: We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thank you to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music, Jeff Lipsky for joining us today, and all of you for hanging out. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.